This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Monday, October 17th. This is Drive Time Lincoln. I'm the host, Jack Riggins. Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. Uh, 48 today. Feels like 43. That's the biggest Whoa. actual temp feel Feels like, like difference. Yeah. Oh, it's, man. It's, it's cold out there. Winds at 15. Uh, Going to be a little chilly the next couple of days. Um, but then, you know, about Wednesday, it starts bumping back up. And by Thursday uh, through the weekend, looks pretty good, you know, back into the high 70s and 80s. So, yeah, it's just a little chilly. It's kind of that chill where... I don't know if you're a shower or a bath or a hot tub person. Like you might want to, might want to be in there a little extra long and maybe a couple times during the day because you're just not ready for it yet, no, Johnny. Kidding. No. I was gonna say also of note, you and I are both here in studio right now, both wearing shorts. Well, I was a little confused when you said we're both here in studio. Yes, I was well, like, where else would we be, Johnny? But we're both wearing shorts when it feels like 43 degrees out. We are, and uh, I have my standard flip-flops on. A uh, <laughs> lot of interesting things going on. I, w- I was going to open on some school information, uh, you know, That's and then you know now we have this investigation into the Department of Education. So we'll talk about that, um, as well as the stabbing here in Lincoln and kind of the Uh, last thursday and kind of the you know kind of what is youth doing type of question i want to talk about that with regard to the i'm going to call them milk protesters dairy protesters over in the uk um and just youth what are you thinking uh parents what are you thinking adults society what are we thinking i don't know um had a great weekend i'll tell you um Soccer, family soccer, if you will. Um, both clubs have a lot of players from both Lincoln and Omaha. Uh, combination of high school kids. Just an epic ninth, 10th grade game in the State Cup. Went uh, 2-0 downwind, of course. You know soccer. Wind is a big factor. Uh, late night game, cold. Uh, up 2-0, my team, if you will. Then they tied at 2-0. Then we had overtime. Two 15-minute halves. We score with about one minute to go. Everybody's going nuts on the sideline because you've been cold for two and a half hours. So everybody's going nuts. And lo and behold, they take their last shot, you know, great crossing shot, spinning in, and our defender ricochets it into our own goal with 10 seconds left. Oh, I feel bad for her. Ah, but we're not over. Because we go to penalty kicks. Oh, man, you have me at the edge of my seat here, Jack. Oh, yeah, penalty kicks, and we go seven deep. We get, we miss the first one, and then it, you know, goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and in the end, that poor team missed the last three in a row, if you will, and it was over, and it was the most bizarre game, like I said, to have a ball ricochet kind of in the open off the defender who was just kind of trying to guide it out of bounds, which would have sealed the game. It, it to me, I was explaining it to my son, and I said it's like going for the the field goal to win the football game, and it's short, and the guy catches it in the end zone and returns it all hundred yards for the like walk off win. Uh, but anyway, always enjoy that. Enjoy youth sports. What's one of the things I cherish in Nebraska that we have tons of youth sports. 
not just in the high schools, but in the club scenes, almost in every sport. And so there's great opportunity for youngsters to not only compete, but to learn about teamwork, to learn about, you know, being on time and learn about uh, teamwork, roles, you know, all the good things that you actually need uh, when you get in the big world. So pretty interesting. All right. Schools, I've been data mining. I've been thinking a lot of how to talk about the schools and not hopefully not my intent to alienate teachers because I I think teaching is one of the top professions in a society that we need and we need good teachers. We need people that are good with youth. They want to not just teach the material, but teach kind of the in-betweens and, and kind of help raise them, you know, through the educational system of what's right and wrong in society and how to act. Um, but at the same time, we know at this day and age, we, we've gotten some more activisty teachers. And I think that when I bring these things up, I, if a teacher's offended, then it may just be you and I have a difference on your activism because I rarely go down the line of, you know, if you're teaching the material and doing the tried and true principles of education, I, I don't have any issue with you. It's when social justice or social engineering gets brought into the classroom that I start to look at it and go, now, is that the right thing? Um, you know, along with age appropriate materials, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, Number one, teaching, much like nursing, I've you know been told at times I've been hard on nursing and over COVID. Um, teachers, you're wonderful. We need you. Vast majority of you and administrators are doing a phenomenal job. Nonetheless, in the political environment that has grown in America and with schools and school boards having a, a deciding vote, in what will be teached or maybe how it will be teached these things i think across america are in contention right now and so many more people due to covid are paying more attention to what is going on in schools and they're critical and there's nothing wrong with that that you know it, having critical you know things said about this show or about something I do is how you improve. I mean, you need to take it for what it's worth and see if it's real, but you know, it's how we get better. But some of the stuff, again, more activism and downright kind of in your face is really not for society or Nebraska or Lincoln, or in this case, I'm going to talk about Papillion. I think good for all. And I think you're selling your teachers short or whoever's doing it. So, Coming right out of Papillion, right? Right in their board policies of the school. Uh, it says, Neither school supplies nor school time shall be used by any district employee in the furtherance of any partisan political purposes. Materials relating to candidates for public office or issues which are or may be presented on the ballot at any primary, general, or special election shall not be distributed on district property. That's pretty cut and dry. That's like me as an active duty sailor. You know, I'm not allowed to go out and stump for a certain president or political candidate. Right? It's just a cut and dry policy. I didn't make the policy. That's Papillion La Vista Schools policy. 
Nonetheless, you know, and I know where people are going to be like, well, it's not on district property. Eh. We get a lot of interesting twists with the social media world. So we've got a poster. Lots of attention to the upcoming elections at the national levels. Spend time getting educated on the impact of local leaders. We don't need the drama or trauma in our school district that a few of the new candidates will create. Instead, reelect so and so, so and so, and so and so. And there's some beautiful flyers in the picture, not built for an adult, but built for school age kids looking, but some adults might like that. And then Papillion La Vista South High School has to go and repost it on Facebook. Papillion La Vista South High School Facebook poster. I know a little bit about this. <laughs> Take that post down. Okay? Take that post down. You don't, for your own board policies, nor for good order and discipline of parents in the Pilling La Vista School District and kids that are paying attention to politics already, uh, want to see uh, your high school uh, reposting a tweet that is clearly political for certain candidates. Now, that's a simple one, folks. That's a simple one. Nonetheless, it's out there. Found that out this weekend. I want to appreciate the the crew out there that sends me these nice tidbits of information. But then that leads me to the next one, which is, we all know, we have standardized testing. Everybody in the nation does. And standardized testing is a metric that we, the public, and school systems in general kind of tell how they're doing overall on teaching, you know, the basics of reading, writing, and arithmetic. And so it's a metric. It's a measuring stick for us to say, hmm, are our school board leaders doing well? Are administrators doing well? And, of course, each district does their own thing. Oh, but it's political season. It's midterm season, and already in some of those left-leaning states, those test scores are not helping the Democratic cause in those states. So therefore, they're muzzling them. They're muzzling them. They're not going to release them prior to the election. Okay, so follow me there. Test scores, standardized, they're in. The school boards have them. The state school boards have them. And in places that are left-leaning, we're not going to release them because they're not going to look good for the midterm elections. Ah, that would never happen in Nebraska. This is the Midwest. There's no way somebody using their freedom to you know, participate in the democratic process would ever lose their job. I mean, that's straight discrimination, right, Johnny? I mean, if somebody were to say sign a petition and say Curtis, Nebraska, you know, which is part of their religion and part of their democratic right, there's no way they lose their job because that's protected under, you know, equal opportunity, right? I mean, you would think. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that can't happen here in Nebraska. Sounds logical. Oh, but guess what? October 3rd, we got our standardized test scores in for first half of the school year, you know, back half last year. Let's give it, let's get a checkup. 
Let's get a checkup, folks. We all want to know why. Ooh, there's a lot of state school board seats up for election this November. As a matter of fact, there's so many up that it could swing the political leanings of the state school board, which in our state, because it's an elected office, essentially off on its own, not beholden to the governor, not beholden to any other body, but itself to drive the agenda that then local school boards can adopt things. Why would they withhold them? Well, because that's what the other big left-leaning states are doing that don't have favorable results. And so I don't know what the results are, but what I do know is they're in, hot off the press, and the Nebraska State School Board of Education doesn't plan to release those until after the election. That is something that each one of you who are in these districts where there is a seat up for grabs, and all of us, because it impacts us all, no matter what district you know votes for who, and once they all get there, since it's its own body, is very important and something that I'm sure each one of you would like to know. And so I would encourage you to email, call your state school board elected official, even your local, and get those results. Make sure you have those results as a metric before the election. Don't let them withhold them and act like California or New York. That makes no sense. You know? Now, again, this isn't about the teachers. This is about policies. This is about how we're going to take subjects that are controversial and integrate them or not integrate them into school because that's our choice. That's local people's choice. But having a state school board that supports parents being part of the education opposed to some of this radical stuff is an important deal. And this isn't the vast majority of teachers or administrators in Nebraska. I mean, could you imagine being a 20-year teacher with a family or a brand-new teacher, first job? You know, you have to do, in some cases, it's easy to say, well, you know, they should just walk if they don't agree with it. Well, it doesn't work like that when you have responsibilities and this is your main, you know, bread-making job, right? You, you fight where you can fight, but there's other times you just kind of lay low and do what you're going to do. And so it didn't surprise me, given what happened last year with sex ed standards and parents standing up to that for the Nebraska State School Board of Education, number one. It didn't surprise me with some of the CRT push going around the nation in this state, you know, being fought last year. And then, of course, the book dynamic that's been trying to be brought up as not age-appropriate, okay? Not age-appropriate. Nothing to do with LGBTQ. Not age-appropriate materials. That, in fact, finally, five state senators have decided it's time to investigate the Nebraska Department of Education. We'll talk about that when we come back. KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. 
All right, folks. Uh, today we're talking a little bit about school, school board, things going on in schools that are controversial. Papillion La Vista. Listen, Papio South High School, take down that Facebook post. You can't be supporting political initiatives or candidates. Johnny enjoys the fact that I am happy to say I know a little something about Facebook and posts that, you know, you need to walk back. You made a mistake. It's against your policies. No big deal. But it doesn't surprise me when I see that and I see some activists, loud activist people in schools across Nebraska that now have parents really looking hard to hear that standardized testing results are in, but we may or may not see those before the election, and there's plenty of left-leaning states that are doing that, you know, with four seats on the school board up for grabs. This is a really important election for who you want to be checks and balances on school systems and kind of the guiding light here in Nebraska. And, of course, everybody believes in local control, but when you have a Department Board of Education, things roll downhill. So things like CRT, activist teachers, sex ed, whether we have age-appropriate materials in libraries, it doesn't surprise me that the story broke that five state senators call for an investigation of the Nebraska Department of Education. It doesn't at all, you know. All right, when we come back, uh, call lines will be open. I'm going to talk as well about the local stabbing in the park and the milk protesters, and I'm going to ask a question and provide some opinion on what in the heck is youth doing. Uh, Joe Biden says the economy's strong. Uh, he actually says it's strong as H-E-L-L. He's got to use those strong words. So I'll show you exactly where the economy's at when we come back. KLIN, 1400 AM, 99.3 FM. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Monday, October 17th, second segment here on Drive Time Lincoln. I'm the host, Jack Riggins, jack of all trades, master of none. I just like because you smile, Johnny. Johnny Cadillac's producing the show. You've said that line I don't know how many times, and it makes me chuckle every single time. I probably heard it every single day at some point in the special operations (laughs) community for 20 years. And so it is a somewhat true statement of the special operations community. 
I don't know that it's a complete true statement of me myself, but I just kind of enjoy saying it. Well, it's like I want to say it for myself too, but my name's not Jack, so I feel like because right. you have the even better tendency because your name is Jack to say Jack of all trades. That's true. That's true. We're talking some of the school issues and school board issues, which again I'll get into the investigation that's about to happen from the state legislature. Um, hey, magic moments! Be part of something special this holiday season by making magic happen for a neighbor, friend, or family member in need of some extra cheer nominate them for the magic moments program with union bank and trust and klin there's so many in our community who deserve to be highlighted help us make this holiday season unforgettable for someone you know by submitting your nomination online or pick up a nomination form at any lincoln union bank and trust location find the nomination form and all the details about magic moments online at klin.com yeah, it's always it's getting to be that time of the season, and it's good to uh, bring cheer to everybody. Uh, especially, you know, we're having a few. Uh, well, we're having a, a bunch of rough years in a row, but nonetheless, hey, Joe Biden says the economy is strong as hell. Well, here are the numbers, Joe. We're in a recession. Inflation is up eight point five percent. Fuel oil is up fifty eight percent. Airline fares. 42%. Eggs are up 30%. Gas is up 18%. Electricity, 15%. Milk, up 15%. Groceries are up 13 Baby food is up 12 Meat, poultry, and fish, up 8%. Joe, I'm not really sure, you esteemed great leader, what planet you're on from day to day. I really don't. But it's interesting, folks. You're going to go to the voting booth, and you're either going to vote on facts like that, Numbers, the inflation, the guidance of the country, you know, bad policies, border crisis, or you're going to get emotional and talk about some social issues, which we just did that for two years. And most of the people that came up with those social issues just took everybody's money and went and bought mansions and got super rich and nothing really changed uh, because we have to identify problems together and then solve them together. We just can't ram them down each other's throats. Well, we've got a caller on uh, line one. Richard, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Yeah, <clears throat> Commander, I uh, I don't know for sure where I saw this, but it was in an email or it was uh, on- online somewhere. But the reason they aren't releasing the ACT test scores is because they're the lowest they've been in 10 years. Well, I think it goes without saying, if they're not releasing things like ACT test scores or the standardized testing, the results are not favorable to Democratic candidates in November. You're absolutely right. And people should definitely ask for all of them, but in the end of the day, if you're leading our schools like you're supposed to, right? Reading, writing, arithmetic, teach our kids how to think, not what to think. Then you have nothing to hide, meaning, hey, we're down right now. Here's the plan to get us healthy. But when it doesn't fit the agenda, right, of, oh, everything's great and we're trending good, well, then they 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 withhold information and facts, just hoping to hoodwink voters to retain that power. And it's frustrating, Richard. Yeah, I know. I, well, I'm the guy that called you a week or so ago about the SAT test scores that have gone down every year in 
since 1962. Well, and now, right now, you don't even have to take some of that stuff to go to higher education, is my understanding. Um, What we're doing is we're not teaching youth how to compete in society once they get, you know, kind of out of the nest of mom and dad or or wherever, right? And, you know, none of these free principles, free B principles, or everybody gets a pass, they don't work in our society. They don't work anywhere on the planet. No, they don't. They absolutely don't. And so we best get on with teaching them how to do that and how to be competitive and how to achieve their goals and how to critically think and stop, you know, social engineering and, you know, telling them that the world is something that's not. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate the call, Richard. I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you. You bet. Yeah, I mean, that's the read between the lines that I try to give you. Um, You know, we should be completely transparent up at the School Board of Education, right? There shouldn't be any discussion if a certain book is, you know, age-appropriate or not. We're adults, we should all be able to agree pretty darn close on what's age-appropriate materials to be in school libraries or not. We should be able to agree whether or not injecting through Google Chrome, asking gender, asking whether or not parents support gender ideology, if that's right for our schools and if we want it. Okay? But again, there's activism and there's been big moves afoot to implement this into our schools, even here in Nebraska. And that is what led to five state senators finally calling for an investigation in the Department of Education. Because we've heard for years that none of this is here. It's not happening. Right? That's all narrative. Parents know. Kids know. Some teachers know. I'm sure some teachers have just chosen not to look to save their jobs. And frankly, the current group of Nebraska State Board of Education members have allowed this, if not championed it. So finally, while looking into the Launch Nebraska website, we're covering it all over KLIN here, and it's on our website, KLIN.com, and there's also uh, the original articles from the Nebraska Examiner by Aaron Sandiford, who always does good work. No, they found a document right in there that's defending you know, critical race theory and discussing racial justice. So it is boiling up. It's like the frog in a boiling, you know, slowly boiling. It's percolating into the schools and it's percolating in through things like this. It's percolating in through activist teachers that are making these subjects part of the lesson plan. So on the lesson plan, it looks totally fine. But when you see how the lesson plan is carried out, these agenda items, whether it be critical race theory, whether it be, you know, sex ed, gender, you know, ideology and things like that. They're being introduced, and then you have the digital content that the schools buy, and they don't always have time to review all of the digital content because they're down a person or it was missed, and then those national-level digital content people have inserted it in there, and then you just have the straight, hey, welcome to my class, fill out the Google, you know, easy button, who are you? 
right? And I'm sure the schools have, you know, using Google software, this, that, and another thing. And there it is right up front. It's asking about your pronouns. It's asking about your sexuality. It's asking about whether or not your parents support, uh, you know, trans ideology. It's asking about your sex life <laughs> multiple times. I mean, folks, I don't put it out there if it can't be backed up. And again, to some people, this is common knowledge. So I say good on the state. Senator Dave Merman, Steve Erdman, Robert Clements, Steve Alleron, and Myron Dorn want to get this investigated. Because it's gone on for too long here. Hey, maybe folks want that on the West and East Coast. I don't believe the vast numbers of Nebraskans want that in your public schools. If that is how we're going to go in public schools, then vast number of Nebraskans want school choice. And they want school choice either way, because school choice just makes sense. Right? You shouldn't be paying thousands of tax dollars if your sons or daughters are not attending the public schools. You should be able to take that money and do with it what you want. So be careful with that, because, you know, whether it's activist teachers, which far and away, remember my top line, we need teachers. We need educators. As a matter of fact, I would say that Nebraska is one of the best places from top to bottom of raising, growing, educating teachers who then turn around and propel the next generations of Nebraskans to both stay here and go off and do good things. I owe a lot of my success in life to teachers and my family unit. Right. And none of them would have argued, you know, just 20, 30 years ago that my parents didn't have a say in education. As a matter of fact, when little Jack Riggins got a little too wild, you know, I often was met by a parent in the principal's office often. And, you know, they doubled down and helped the teachers, you know, get me right so that I went to school and followed the rules and did my best, you know, to learn the material and just move along, right? And I think a lot of Nebraska teachers and administrators want to get back to that, and they're caught in a bad situation with social pressure, political pressure, and it, hey, it's no secret. The state school boards, the state school unions are very left-leaning, and at this point, probably too left-leaning. So look for that. You know, withholding standardized testing, well, that should make sense to you. Go ask for it. Or just know, hey, if they're not publishing it, then there's an agenda, and I don't like agendas, and so, therefore, I'm going to vote conservative because, yeah, right now, the State Board of Education is dominated by Democrats. Pretty simple choice there. So what in the world? Well, first, uh, Todd Watson from the NEGOP will be on tomorrow. I think we'll be talking about their platform items, or excuse me, their legislative plan. They've This group of any GOP leaders has, per the Constitution, as you know, very constitutionally focused, has done what hasn't happened in a long time, and that is just to kind of put some legislative plans and thoughts together as state senators go back into session. And so I believe that's what we're going to be talking about. I'm going to try to drive the conversation that way. And then uh, we'll have some more guests in the political sphere on throughout the week. I do want to give a shout-out to Doug Fitzgerald, uh, One Shot, One Life. And uh, I don't even like calling him backup of Drive Time Lincoln, but he's 
He's kind of, uh, I almost think of him as co-host. He's oh, just so not on here every the day. The fill-in host. Yeah, the fill-in host. But he's more of a co-host. That's how I look at Doug. Well, that's fair. Even though he's just not here every day. But Doug Doug was the MC at the Reagan dinner, and he did a phenomenal job here in Lincoln on Friday night. Just really talented, squared away individual. Always enjoy being around him. And um, I know he'll be hosting this show on Thursday. Okay, so you know crime numbers are up. And the other story that's out there is, well, besides more shootings, you know, more shootings, we just throw, we throw lead here in Lincoln like it's going out of style. But this stabbing that took place in Wayne Park last Friday critically injured a 15-year-old boy. And kind of the interesting point of that is that, uh, the 14-year-old suspect kind of hung around <laughs> to essentially get caught but gain notoriety. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was even the one who reported what happened. Yeah, he reported what happened. And and, and then hung around. And part of his most motivation of doing it was notoriety. And, you know, quote, unquote, he reported to the sheriff's department he was going to be famous. And I agree with Sheriff Terry Wagner. That's pretty scary. I mean, are we to the point where people are seeing things and then copying them, whether they be on TV, which has you know, always been a, a, a fear, or social media? And at 14, we're so deprived of purpose or maybe it's love, because I don't know the backstory of this you know, young teen. That we go out and stab somebody and call call ourselves in? I mean, that's insane. Where are the parents? First of all, you always got to ask that. Where are the parents? Right? Where are the potential, you know, we always worry about the school shooters. Where are the potential telltale signs, you know, day in and day out of this young person? People just don't up and decide to do that in five minutes. And that leads me to kind of this copycat thing. You've got the milk protesters, the dairy protesters in the UK making national news, right? They're just going into stores and dumping out all the milk and, you know, talking about, you know, the green agenda. You know, everything's got to go green. Um, I I don't know how that necessarily (laughs) links to dairy, but, you know, whether it be vegan or whether it be hamburgers i don't know it doesn't matter but of course and i'm covering it yes but i'm covering it because folks this is where adults if children aren't able to self-police need to step in and go get out of here just just escort them out of your store by force if necessary but we just stand around we don't do anything and then people film it, and, and somebody's in calling and go, well, you'll make it worse if you do that. No, actually, you'll stop it from happening in that location. Because guess what? We're still the same society where it's cool now not to break up a fight. It's cool to film it and post it. What happened to taking care of your fellow man? Any decent human being understands you don't go into a store and destroy property, pour out milk for some social agenda. You don't go just stabbing somebody for notoriety. 
These are not normal things, folks, and yet we're normalizing it or we're creating a culture where copycatting is a cool thing to do. There's nothing cool about that. Number one, you're not even going to put a dent in the dairy industry. They're not going to care, nor is the vast majority of the rest of us. You're just silly. And if you get too silly and break the law, which you did, destruction of property, probably, you know, at some degree, you know, breaking in and re- throw the book at them. That's what you do. When people break the law, you throw the book at them, you teach them a lesson, and then they choose, hey, I think I'm going to not do that stuff anymore, or I'm going to find a peaceful way to articulate my issue. Peaceful and nonviolent and non-disruptive. My gosh, people. KLIN 1400. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks. Uh, Joe Biden, once again, uh, believes the economy is strong. Um, I, I agree. I disagree with the great esteemed leader. Inflation's up 8.5. We're in a recession. Fuel oil, 58%. Airline fares, 42%. Eggs are up 30%. Gas is up 18%. Electricity's up 15%. Milk's up 15%. Groceries, 13%. Baby food up 11%. Meat, poultry, and fish are up 7%. Who knows where we'll be by holiday time and Christmas? I don't know. Joe Biden clearly is not on the same planet the rest of us regular Americans are. Um, But, I mean, I think it's obvious to most of us, but I always like to see the numbers a little bit. Well, hopefully we'll keep the milk in the cartons at the stores, at least. Yes, hopefully the milk can stay in the cartons. We don't need any copycats about that. Parents, ask your kids how school's going. Pay attention in their lives. Everybody around them, it's totally okay for us to step in when things have gone astray. Hey, I'll just leave you with this, folks, and then we'll have Todd Watson from the NEGOP on tomorrow talking about their legislative plan. Uh, we're going to have some candidates, Jason Kruger, on uh, Wednesday, as well as James Michael Bowers uh, running Legislative District 46. Um, interesting story brewing there. Looking forward to that, I hope. And uh, we'll continue on talking crime. But here's a good one for you. Researchers at Boston University say they've developed a new COVID strain that has an 80% kill rate. Why in the would we do that? Why in the would we do that? Folks, I mean, it's like we don't have enough nuclear weapons. We need to just keep making deadly viruses. Oh, God. What a place. What a day. Happy Monday. KLIN 1400 AM 99.3 FM.